Acts chapter 4, verse 31 in the NIV reads, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Lord, I ask for your power and your grace to reside upon your servant, to bring your word, to bring it in a way that people can understand it, to bring it in a way that they can digest it, to bring it in a way that will take us to another level in your glory. We ask for you, Lord, to continue to teach us on prayer, the power of prayer, so that we may walk in the authority you've ordained us to walk in and take territory from the devil. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. As you take your seat, as you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject, the power of prayer. The power of prayer. Peter and John had been in jail for preaching the gospel and healing a lame man in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that God had been greatly glorified in the hearts of the people as a result of the miracle the Lord had wrought through Peter and John. The ruler of the city sought to punish the apostles for preaching in Jesus' name, but God had come through and performed the miracle on their behalf, granting their release. Now, you know how it is when, church, when the church comes under persecution. People start getting scared and acting funny. They will say, God didn't tell us to do this. Pastor hadn't heard from God on this one. Mm -mm. If so, God would have told me to, and we wouldn't be having this trouble. Mm -hmm. So Peter said, I need a real good sermon for this one, Lord. Peter began to preach this message about God and purpose. Peter and John were fresh out of being arrested, had been in jail all night long without food or water. Here was a chance to really be justifiably discouraged and depressed. Instead, Peter preaches the following sermon in Acts 4, 23 through 30 that he borrowed from the Psalm of David. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people. I'm reading and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers and band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. The people were listening to preach to Peter preach. 
Peter was excited, telling them about their purpose, going, God's going to bless you with your destiny. God's going to show you how to come out of this. He's going to reveal to you how to be delivered. The Bible said that when the word they heard the word, all of a sudden they began to believe what God had said about them. You have to believe that you're coming out of your dilemma. Uh, see, after Peter preached the word, the Bible said that he, they got together and prayed. I wonder what would happen if people came to church believing that they would receive a divine revelation from the man or woman of God that preaches and prayed and sought and confirmed understanding about the message. I wonder what would happen if people didn't get offended when the message convicted them, but actually tried to change after hearing it instead of getting upset. Verse 31 tells us that the whole house shook and everyone in the house was filled with the Holy Ghost. See, God will shake some mess out of your life when you really start receiving the word and praying for understanding. Come on, somebody. But see, you thought that, see, but, but see, God is not looking for some cute, sophisticated, pompous, uppity, blessed, and highly favored of the Lord. Nothing is wrong with me. I have it all together. I have perfect, unwavering faith in you, Lord, type prayers. God tells you to be quiet if you come in there. He said, keep it real. Oh yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? See, see, when you are real, when you, in, when you are in a real need of help, you don't have time for that mess anyway. You would say, Lord, if you can do anything to help me, just help me. However you want to bless me, Lord, bless me. That fake mess may work with a preacher trying to impress some religious folk, but when you got real problems at home, come on somebody, you don't have time to hear sugar cane and beech nuts. Oh, y'all don't hear me. When you're serious and trouble, burdened with serious needs, you have to pray until you go beyond the limit of your flesh. You've got to pray until you be, until your uh, until uh, your will begins to line up with His will, until your thoughts begin to to be God's thoughts, and your ways become His ways. Sometimes we're confronted with problems and situations that are so complex that the very they very often go beyond our ability to understand or comprehend. That's exactly why the Apostle Paul said, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for, uh, but we are, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. By infirmities, Paul means human weakness and indicates the inability to produce the desired results or fulfill the necessary need. It is our inability to pray intelligibly about our situation. Come on, somebody. I'm going to get into this. We're going to go into prayer. And we're going to start learning because I know it's a lot of Baptist folk out here because we had a Baptist church. Come on, somebody. But I need that Pentecost spirit to be on you more than just Pentecost Sunday. I need you to start learning how to pray in the spirit. So we're going to get into this prayer thing and we're going to learn how to pray. We're going to learn how to press into God because you got to understand some of you are. Um, I'm trying to talk to you for a minute. Some of us are too natural. I ain't talking about your hair. But some of us walk too much in, in the natural. See, 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 see. Regardless of how well you know the word and regardless of how skilled you are at praying and quoting the word, there will come a time when you will not know what it is that you need in order to rectify a situation in accordance with the will of God. 
That's why you got to learn how to pray in the spirit. We're going to get there in this series. As the saints of God, if we are serious about submitting to and obeying the will of God for our lives, we need to be to have total reliance upon the Holy Spirit to direct us in all our daily affairs because the Spirit maketh intercessions for the saints according to the will of God, Romans 8.27 says. The problem is you always want to be in control. Mm-hmm. You want to be in control, Janet, I know. But every now and then you got to relinquish that control. Oh, yeah. I got a sermon coming down the road, but I'm not going to get to it too quick. But some of you all keep trying to make God your co-pilot. <laughs> God is not your co-pilot. God is the, is, is the navigator of, of your ship. God is the pilot. If you sit back and just ride, come on, somebody. Some of y'all want a Tesla so the car can drive for you, but you still ain't let God dro- drive your car yet. Not your real car, because some of y'all just that crazy. No, your, your, your life. Pastor said he was going to drive my car. <laughs> they prayed. And the place they were assembled in began to shake. God filled them with the Holy Spirit and they started speaking the word of God with boldness. The basic basic adherence of the word of faith doctrine contrary to all the doomsayers is a true and authentic biblical principle. However, you can't just speak the word out of your flesh and expect it to work the will of God in your life. You have got to be without exception led of the spirit in all that you do in God. You have to let him order your steps. You keep trying to order your own. Boss. When the disciples prayed, they were filled with the spirit of God. Well, you might say, I've already been baptized with the spirit, pastor. I've I've already been filled. I even speak with the new tongues. That may be so, but are you filled with the Holy Spirit and his power and glory now? I know you might have been baptized and filled with the spirit years ago when you first got saved and you was on fire and church folk didn't get on your nerves, but are you filled now? If not, he will fill you again. To everyone who opens up to him, God God says, I will feel them. Anyone whose cries to the uh, anyone whose cry is, Lord, I'm longing for your presence. God says, I will feel you. God wants to feel you until you get bold. Until timid folk get bold. Until nervous folk get bold. Until scared folk get bold. God says, I'm going to feel you until you go tell uh, of the grace and goodness of the Lord. See, there are some people who've not been released from old trials yet because they will not allow God to heal them through the angels of ministry he has chosen to use. Your pastor, your deacons, your ministers. Some have been through so much that they simply don't trust anymore. They need someone, but they don't trust anyone. Let's look at Mark 1, 13 in the King James Version. It says, and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beast, 
and the angels ministered unto him. And who ministered unto him? And the angels ministered unto him. Jesus, after Jesus prayed, he received the ministry of angels. Jesus allowed the lesser, the angels to minister to him, the Christ who was greater. He allowed the angels whom he created, the same angels he commanded as a creator to minister to him. When you, see, come on somebody, if Jesus let his creation minister to him, why are you so picky? Can I tell you something? Can I tell, can I tell the deacon this one more time? If they only want me to pray, they don't want prayer. Well, pastor, they, they, they said they, they want you to pray for them. You ain't got no mouth. It seemed to be working quite well right now. Why are you coming to me on Sunday to pray for somebody and you got a badge that say deacon? Oh, come on, somebody. If you a minister, if you a deacon, if you a lay member, if you ain't got no role at all, when somebody needs prayer and God moves you to pray, you need to pray for them and you need to understand anybody can pray for you as long as they have your good intentions. Oh, come on, somebody. Unless they have good intentions, if they have good intentions for you because anybody can minister to you. If God allowed the angels to minister to him who he made, God allowed the angels and you wondering because, oh, I heard so-and-so that messed up. We all fall short of the glory of God. Just because I'm called the priest don't mean my life better than yours. I'm trying to talk to somebody. See, he, he allowed them. See, when you really need help, you don't care who God uses. You just want to be healed and blessed. If you are trapped in a burning building, you don't care who saves you. You can come to me with a hood on. I'm going to ride you up out of there. We can talk about your issues later, but I got to get out this building. It doesn't matter their ethnic, denominational, educational background. It doesn't matter to you. You just want to be saved. Whenever we seek his will, we must be prepared to receive it his way. Whoever he want to send to bless us, however he want to do it, the problem is some of us has missed blessings after we prayed. God has given us an answer, but we just sit there because it didn't come the way we wanted it to come. God already told you that his ways are not your ways and his thoughts are not your thoughts. But you still keep trying to make him fit in your little box. You need to speak the word of God with boldness, not with your feelings, your problems or situations. You need to set your mind on God's promises and God's word and begin to speak the word of God with boldness. We need not let external circumstances and situations dictate feelings, behavior and mindset. Stop believing what others say and start believing what the word of God says. In fact, stop listening to folk. If you are always weeping over rejection and misunderstanding, if you are always upset over who doesn't accept you, you need to pray to get delivered from people. Some of y'all say, I want to get delivered from alcohol. I want to get delivered from materialism. I want to get delivered from greed. But if you can just get delivered from people, your life will be all right because some of us greedy because we want to look good in the eyes of folk. Some of us drinking the E&J so much because people have stressed us out. If you can get delivered from people, 
Lord, your life would be so grand if you can get delivered from people. Oh, no, let me, let me, anyway. See, your, your constant prayer should be, Lord, change me until this doesn't hurt anymore. You need to be like David and forever pray uh, your way into the secret place. The secret place in the king's court was called a pavilion. There you are insulated from the enemy. If you could make it to the secret place, all hell could break loose outside, but it would not matter to you, for in the secret place there's peace. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. If you want to escape your haters, you need to find the secret place and stay there. God's word declares, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want by his stripes I'm healed. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. Speak the word. Speak the word. If the word said you shall have whatever you say, then you shall have whatever you say I dare you to say it if you think of anything to say be like Peter and find some to quote come on some y'all y'all gotta understand that when you begin to pray and converse and build a relationship with God you begin to have boldness God begins to call you to do things that you don't even that you never thought that you'd be able to do if you build up your prayer life come on somebody you will start that ministry if you begin to build up your prayer life you will start that business if you begin to build up your prayer life you will do whatever God has called you to do and you will do it with boldness oh I, I want to close with this because I just got to tell you, you got to learn how to find a psalm that speaks to your heart. And if you go to Psalm 27, I just want to read one. If I go to Psalm 27, the Lord is the light of my salvation. If you don't know how to pray for yourself, if you could just find a psalm and just say, God, I'm praying this psalm to you. Come on, somebody. If, if, if even I know you talk all the time, but if you don't know how to talk to God, if you can just get to your psalms and just read it to God and send it back to him because he said his word shall not return unto him void. That means if I give him his word, he got to give it back. To me. Oh, come on, somebody. If he said I'm blessing highly favor and I give it to him, he gotta give it back to me in good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Oh, come on, somebody. Can you give a hallelujah for your haters falling by the wayside? Every time they step to you, they can't step all the way to you because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say the weapon wouldn't be formed. Formed. He didn't say they wouldn't try to kill you. He just said they won't overtake you. He said you won't get burned when you go through the fire. He said you won't drown when you go through the water. But let me get back to my psalm. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. 
though war should rise against me in this will I be confident one thing that I've desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life not some days not a lot of days not most days but I want to dwell there all all of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion not yours not mine not my mama's but his house in the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me upon a rock and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy I'm going to bring him my tithes I'm going to bring him my offering why? because I know he got my back and I can't outgive my God I will sing yea I will sing praises unto the Lord hear O Lord when I cry with my voice have mercy also upon me and answer me when thou sayest seek ye my face my heart said unto thee thy face Lord will I seek hide not thy face far from me but not thy servant away in anger don't put me away I know I'm messed up I know I sin I know I fall short I know I ain't right but God don't put me away in anger thou hast been my help leave me not neither forsake me oh God of my salvation when my father and my mother forsake me hey then the Lord will take me up teach me thy way oh Lord and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies deliver me not over into the will of my enemies for false witnesses are risen up against me but can I edit this for a minute even if it ain't false even if it's true because the Bible said even if I make my bed in hell you will be right there with me I had fainted unless I had been delivered and believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen that heart. Wait. I say on the Lord. I know they came against you, but just wait. You know how they make a post and they say wait for it. I know the devil been coming at you but pray to God and just wait for it I know they lied on you I know it seems like you're gonna lose your job and even if you lose it pray to God and just wait for it and watch him he who began a good work in you shall finish it 
Ah. Uh, you, you, you thought you had to finish it. You thought you had to do it. But you forgot that he was the author and finisher of your faith. You, you, you forgot that he who began a good work and you shall finish it. You forgot he's the alpha and the omega. You forgot he's the beginning and the end. You forgot that you be blessed in the valley and blessed in the field. You forgot you be blessing your coming and blessing your going. You forgot because you don't pray enough. But when you commune with God, you don't worry about your enemies. You know he has you in a secret place. You know he has it handled. He'll keep you in a secret place. Dwell there. Pray. Release your blessings. You know what your problem is? You're not using your mouth enough. You're not using your mouth enough. Uh uh. You, you got to speak. You got to speak those things that be not as though they were. But you won't know what the Holy Spirit wants you to speak until you start communing with God. Your prayer life has to improve. Your prayer life has to improve. You are a direct byproduct of your prayer life. And some of you all are like, no, no, because I know I don't pray. But some of y'all getting too old for your mama's prayers. Some of y'all are way too old for your grandmama's prayers. You're going to have to learn how to pray for yourself. Peter was in jail. He was like, hold on. I don't know if they praying for us or not because they, 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 they're like, we ain't going to make it up out of here. Uh-uh, John, let's get in here and pray for ourselves. You got to be like David. David said, if you don't pray for me, I encourage myself. Remember when David was doing what he was supposed to do and came back and all the, the Amalekites had taken all of the stuff and all the women and children and they wanted to stone David. David didn't even trust the priest. Pastor, give me the ephod. I'm going to pray for myself. Can't find my deacon. You too busy. You talking about you got to preach your sermon. Bring the ephod to me. David said, I pray for myself. Can I tell you something? I know you pray for people and you need to continue to pray for people, but you need to learn how to pray for yourself. You have to learn how to pray for yourself because the more you build yourself up, the more you can build other people up. You can't build a building higher than your scaffold goal. You can't. If you can't get up higher, you can't build anything higher than where you are. I know you love people and I know you keep trying to help your boo and I know you keep trying to help your baby mama I know you keep trying to help your baby daddy I know you keep trying to help your mama your sister your cousin your daughter but if you can just help yourself for a minute and in these next few weeks get in a posture of prayer Woo. I don't know I need to figure out I need to get something because I don't know, some of y'all, well, y'all wake up early. I don't know what I need to do. Maybe I need to have two times to pray because, you know, them jokers don't be waking up in the morning. You know what? 7 and 7, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Y'all make sure y'all tell y'all 11 o'clock friends. 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. every day. It doesn't matter how long you pray, you need to pray to God. That's what we're going to be on in this prayer series I know we're still on focus. We're not on the fast anymore. We just focus. 
but we're in a series of prayer, a series on prayer now, and I know there's something for some reason that the church struggles with more than anything. We'll put a meeting together. We'll put a church conference together. We'll have a board meeting. We'll have a deacon meeting, a trustee meeting, a deaconess meeting, a minister's meeting, a, a media meeting, a, a meeting, 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 but won't pray. And all you'll get and get understanding. But you can't understand him if you're not in your prayer life. Can I tell you something? God, God finally released me from this house that I had in Atlanta for, for years. For years, I was stuck with this house, paying more than even when I had a renter in it. They never, ever have more money coming in than the rent, than, than the mortgage. Every time, if I got, if I raised the rent, the rent, the, the mortgage went up a little bit. Never had a loan like that, but this one time, and you know why? Because I was making so much money in Atlanta, that's the only house I ever bought without praying. The only house I've ever bought not praying because I was making so much money, Dre. What? I was like, oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I got the big head because I thought it was me for a moment. Man, God had me stuck with the house since 2005. And I had that house all these years. Finally, he released me. Come on, somebody. But he didn't release me until I prayed. I can't tell you what my prayer is because the insurance company might come at me. I was like, God, he just burned his house down. So he did it. <laughs> I, I, I can't do it, Lord. I'm, I, I apologize for buying this house without praying, but I need you to get me out of here. I need you to call Fire Marshal Bill, Jim Carrey, somebody. I need you to get out of this. I'm sorry, Lord. He can and a consuming fire <laughs> from the Lord. <laughs> I prayed about it and he released me. I was like, all right, God, now, you know I had to, you know, I tried to manipulate God a little bit. All right, God, now, you know, you know I love Atlanta, man. You got me thinking about this house, so that means I got to go home and check on it, you know. You know, it may make me, you know, want to go home. <laughs> Keeping it 100. But I was stuck with it. For years. Yeah, 2005, let's see. Eh, I guess I wanted it for a few years, but I definitely wanted it gone before I came here. Been stuck with that house at least 12 years of not wanting it. Eh, 15, 30, eh, let's, say, let's say 14. 14 years without wanting it. I, but I thought I was the man. I was making so much money, I didn't consult God. Can I tell you something? Maybe that business you started started without prayer, and that's why you're struggling. Maybe that relationship with you in, that you're in is not a result of prayer, and, and that's what's wrong. Whatever you do, pray about it. Pray about it before you go into it. I'm telling you, I made much money doing real estate so many different times. Never had a problem. Even if I had to fix some stuff up, I might get irritated, but it still was always a positive flow. Until I prayed, I didn't make any money on that house because I bought it my own might, my own mind. Yeah, I know real estate. Yes, that's what I do. I've been doing it for 20-something years. But God 
It's the one that gives you the power to obtain wealth. Not you. He's the author and finisher of your faith. Not you. And whatever you do, put God first. Because when you put God before that business, when you put God before that family, you put God before that lady, before that man, God will bless it because he wants you to be happy. But he doesn't want you to love anything more than him. And the way to keep you from doing stuff on your own and getting in your own little mindset that you know what you're doing, even that you you, you, you all that in the bag of chips and the apple and the fruit loops and the apple juice and the cookie. If you pray and com- commune with him, he'll order your steps in his word. Amen.